Well, hi there, my name's Alid and I'm one of the pastors here at King's Church. And as well as wanting to wish you a very Merry Christmas, I also wanted to share some thoughts with you on the subject of hope. Uh, surely this year has been a year like no other, certainly no other I can remember. Uh, over the course of this year, I wouldn't be able to tell you how many conversations I've had, the amount of tweets I've read or the number of Facebook posts I've seen through all that has happened this year that is a searching for, a holding on to this thing we call hope. Many of us, I'm sure, have even said things along the lines of, I don't know, I hope this pandemic doesn't go on much longer, or I hope the vaccine works. Maybe for you it's, I hope I don't lose my job, or I hope we can scrape together a good Christmas this year. Whatever your situation is, you will no doubt have hopes of your own. And it's not just something we as adults do. I know my children have some hopes of their own too. My youngest daughter, uh, aged five, is hoping to unwrap a real life unicorn on Christmas morning. Uh, my eldest is hoping for it to snow. All of us use and express feelings and thoughts of hope all of the time. Some of them may be more trivial than others, but we do also recognise how hope is so powerful too. We, we can recognise how important and powerful hope can be, how hope enables us to hold on in the most desperate of situations because hope tells us that things will not always be this way. Or maybe you're in a situation where actually you're, if you're honest, struggling to see any hope. And we know that when hope is lost, it can rob us of joy, peace and even purpose in life. What, what is life without hope? And the Bible says a lot about hope, but maybe not in the way that you might think today. When we talk often about hope, um, so often it's a, an expression of wishful thinking. Our hopes show something of our inward desires and needs, but they have no real chance of becoming reality without someone else being able to fulfil them. We hope for more, hope for better, hope for many things, but often it's no different to blowing out candles on a birthday cake or throwing a coin in a wishing well. But when we look at the Bible, we come to this time of uh, Christmas and all it means, and we see that hope takes on a very different meaning. We see in the Bible that true hope is not some wishful thinking about the future. Uh, we see that hope is not just optimism or a positive mental attitude. Positivity is great, but it's just trust in ourselves and what we think we can do. But biblical hope is placing trust in God and what we know he can do. And so often the reason that hope actually is no more than a wish is because it's not placed in a person that is able to do something about it. Think about it. We never wish about things that are within our own control. Otherwise, we'll just do something about them. And the reason people so often lack hope is because they place their hope in all the wrong things and look for hope in all the wrong places. We can put our hope in our career or salary or status or position. We can but I hope I know in relationships and family, romance, maybe it's religion for you or education or technology or politics. Maybe for you it's popularity, Facebook likes, Twitter retweets or Instagram followers. You fill in the blank. If only I had more of this, I would be happy or it would bring me more hope. I think it was the, um, I think it was the famous Jim Carrey, I think it was once said, I wish everyone could be as famous and as rich as I am just so they could realise that fame and money can never make you happy. And I think you have to agree with him that placing our hope in any of these kind of things is such a fragile way to live because all of those things are so uncertain. And never has it been more evident than through this past year. We've said that suddenly our politics and our health, our education, our careers, our economy, our security plans, dreams, 
everything we placed or you placed your hope in has maybe just been shaken or for some of us at worst has even come crashing down around us. Some of us have lost loved ones even this past week or two. Some of us have lost jobs and security and maybe even hope altogether. But this Christmas there is an alternative. And the Bible describes how we need to place our hope in something that will not change, that will not be affected by other people's perceptions of us or the state of the economy or the strength of a virus or the security of your job or, I don't know, maybe even the state of your marriage or the difficulties you're having at school. Hope must come from something outside of ourselves and outside of all the brokenness that's around us. And I just want to share one very simple verse from the Bible about hope, and it's from Jeremiah 29. And it's an easy one to remember. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. I'll say it again. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. A number of uh, years ago, uh, my wife and I were flying back from Italy and we, we hit quite a serious bit of turbulence. And I'll, I'll never forget this couple in front of me, um, in the row in front of us. And judging by their accents, I think they were from Liverpool and... And as the turbulence grew worse and worse, this woman started to get quite uh, upset and she started to shout about things, well, shout out things like, babe, we're gonna die, babe. It was really quite dramatic. And, and quickly the stewards came and they did their best to reassure her and calm her down. But it was quite an unsettling flight, certainly the worst I've ever been on. And uh, you could feel the tension in the air, you know, even with those that are maybe more seasoned flyers, just people look nervous. And then we heard a voice through the tannoy, and it was the pilot. And the pilot was very calm, he was composed, he was not anxious or upset, but very much in control. And, and after just a few moments, it was interesting, just a few minutes of him reassuring us of what was happening and how he had full control of where we were going, even knew what was coming with the radar, there came a confidence and a calm on the plane. And you see, at that moment, my hope and confidence wasn't in the seat I was sitting in, even the engines on the wings, or even the incredible engineering that goes into this plane, how it gets off the ground, I don't know. But my confidence, my hope was in a person. And we knew that that person had full control. He knew what he was doing. He was able to fly us through the storm. And sometimes I think life can feel like that. And this year has certainly seen its fair share of turbulence. And it would have been different for all of us, I'm sure, but when we go through life, there will come points where we lose confidence and faith and even hope in our own plans and abilities and even in those around us. And in times like that, the Bible says that the only place that we can find true hope is in the only one who does not change, and that's Jesus. The reason we need hope is because we live in a broken planet. Right? Nothing on the planet works perfectly, let's be honest. Right? The weather doesn't work perfectly. The economy, our bodies, man... As I get older, I'm discovering new creaks and cracks I never knew I had. Relationships, career, plans, none of them are perfect, right? Because of what the Bible calls sin, the brokenness is everywhere. Broken families, broken lives, broken homes, broken dreams. And where do you, where do you get hope for that? You get it from Jesus. You see, biblical hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. And its strength is in his faithfulness to fulfill that promise. The reason this, this event, the name of this event is Hope Has a Name is because it has everything to do with Jesus. Jesus is the fulfilment of God's promise to a broken planet, to your broken heart, your broken dreams, your broken finances. In every way, I promise you, the hope that you're looking for can be found in Jesus.
This baby born in a stable was the very promise to restore the broken and bring hope to the hopeless. And in a few months time, we shall be celebrating Easter and the words of the then grown up baby Jesus then hanging on a cross saying the words, it is finished. And when Jesus says those words, he knows that we shall continue to live in a broken world full of pain and broken promises. But he wants us to know that he came into our broken world. He bore our pain and he fulfilled all of his promises. He wants us to know that hope is not to be found in all of the paraphernalia of life, but that hope, biblical hope, that is trust in a God who keeps his promises, is available for each and every one of us today regardless of what happens through life and how tough things are for you. you know, God is not just a light at the end of the tunnel. He is the light in the tunnel. He's not just a crutch to help me through my life. He's like a wheelchair that carries me, sustains me, directs me through the path of life. So let me just encourage you this Christmas, right? Hope is not just a feeling. It's not just a wish. It's not something that has to be worked up or planned out. Hope has a name and that name is Jesus. It's amazing how bright a candle appears when you're surrounded by darkness. And, and in this season of confusion, isolation, separation, maybe uncertainty for you, there can and will continue to be hope within the darkness. Why? Because Jesus, the true light who gives light to every man and woman, came into the world. So I pray that you have a good Christmas. I pray that you are safe and you get to enjoy some of the festivities this year. But I also pray that you may find a kind of hope that I've talked about today, not one of wishful thinking, but one of confidence placed in the promises of a God who never changes. Hope hasn't gone. Uh, for some of us, we've just been looking in all the wrong places. And uh, I want to tell you today, hope has a name. And that name is Jesus. Let me just pray for us. Jesus, I want to thank you that you came, uh, that you were born uh, and you didn't live a life of uh, luxury. You didn't live a life of lording it over others, but actually you came in humility and you submitted your life, even death on a cross. Why? So that we could find hope in you. And I just pray for each dear person who's listening now that over this Christmas period, that as we're enjoying the festivities and maybe seeing friends and family within our bubble, Lord, I just pray, would we come to the knowledge of the hope that is you in Jesus' name? Amen. God bless you. Don't forget we've got Alpha coming up. I know that Sam and Claire will share a little bit about that, but Alpha is a great way for you to explore more about this hope that I've been talking about. Have a great Christmas and we'll hopefully see you soon. God bless.